Hello and welcome to the Super 90s Brothers. I am your host, Brennan Pointer. Along with me is Adam J. Pitzler. How's it going, buddy? You are so five minutes ago. Oh, thank uh, you. Who, ooh, who's... Uh, that is not a quote from the movie. No, I know. I, I realized that. I was like, I'm going to come up with a snarky share quote, like, on the fly. And then I realized I didn't really have one. Um... So, you could have so gone like, that. like you could, you could gone like, whatever. And then my dog uh, barked like in, instantly. It's like she knew that it, it like wasn't clever. Yeah, I. She, your dog has a good sense of uh, uh, BS, doesn't she? Oh yeah, living with me. <laughs> um, well, we're back. Um, we took a little we're two back. week break. It's. Uh, or a two and a half week break by the time you listen to this podcast, but uh, yeah, we're back. Adams back in the Bay Area. Uh, Fem- femur is still broken. Yeah, is it getting better? Nope. Getting it's worse. Getting better, it breaks. Huh? It breaks again every every few days. Perpetual breaking. No, it's no, no, it's <laughs> it's getting better. <laughs> Getting better. I, like, I did you, put a little. I was more... like, did you really, did you really break it again? <laughs> no. In in um, fact, i i went I went to a wedding and I cut up the dance floor with my walker. I've I've oh, learned nice. that when you have when you have like a like a disability, even like a temporary one like mine, everyone's expectations for you are so low that whatever you do, they think is just like amazing. So everyone's like so supportive and nice of my crappy little like walker dance moves, you know. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you really own the dance floor. But it was, like, terrible. Like, I wasn't doing, like, anything. You know what I mean? I was just out there. It's it's like watching old men, like, dance yeah. on the dance floor with their walkers. Like, it, you know, that really, it's very, like, you know, I could see yeah, that. Yeah, that was me. I, you know? Yeah, I was, like, the old man who was being, like, complimented by all the young people, even though what he was doing wasn't really compliment-worthy. Uh-huh. But they all felt better. But you know what people are. They want to feel better. Like, oh, I'm supportive of those with disabilities. So they say do you, stuff. Do you, do you really believe that you have a disability, Adam? No, no. I don't, I don't know what to call it. <laughs> but I, 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 I think, think that... You got I think a, that you got people like think a, I do. You got in a fight with someone on, like, your Facebook account. Like, because you, like... I feel like someone, like, actually thought you were being serious about being disabled. And I think someone, like, actually, like like took you seriously i don't but anyways uh, yeah all i have to say all i have to say about that <laughs> is like anybody that knows me well enough should know never to take anything too seriously and if you do right. like that's that's when i that's when i lose you you know what i mean like it's not gonna work <laughs> after that right yeah so well well i want to thank everybody for you know continuing listening to our shows our last um our last couple episodes were just huge. Not huge. Well, they're huge. Yeah. I mean, we got physically. A, got a lot. Yeah, they were huge. Yes. Very, very, very big. Um, lots very, of mass. Um, lots of weight. Yes, and they were very like penultimate. You know, I mean, that's what I they weren't say about that. They weren't penultimate. Yeah. We learned what penultimate meant, and uh, they were t- we just they were sp- they were titular. They were not titular. Well, I guess, well, some things were titular, like the Mighty Ducks were titular. Anyways. <laughs> well, anyways, well, thank you guys so much for listening. We would just love that you could continue giving us those um, five-star reviews on iTunes. We finally hit our goal of um, 20 reviews. Ow! Yes. Thank you. Um, thank you. I think Jessica was her name for reviewing us and saying some nice things about us. Um, I actually work with Jessica um, and uh, her name's not really Jessica, but I I won't use her name because uh, I don't think she wants to be named. Um, So, but so wait, her name is not Jessica. No, uh -uh. that's, that's her, that's her, her, that's her Starbucks coffee name. When she goes and gets Starbucks, she says her name's Jessica so they don't mess up her real name when, like, you know, when they write it. Okay. So, well, so, yeah, she reviewed us and she said nice things about us. I don't know exactly. I don't, I don't, I, I can, I can pull it up and read it, but I don't think I need to do that. 
Well, thank you, Jessica, fake Jessica name, for your 20th review, which we had strived for for a really long time. And now we got it. So what's the new goal, Brennan? The new goal is uh, 100. (laughs) 100 reviews. (laughs) And Um, how can they leave reviews for us, Brennan? They can leave reviews on us by going to our podcast page and on iTunes um, and leaving their reviews there. That would be the best way of doing it. Um, you know, you go to your, uh, your, you know what? It's very difficult to leave a review. I've found, I've found, um, it is, it is. <laughs> you, you have to go to the iTunes store through their podcast tab and you have to go to the actual podcast page where you can download it. Can't do it on the app. You can't, you have to go like basically to the desktop. It's a big pain in the ass, and Apple just makes it very difficult for anyone to leave a review. <laughs> yeah, why is that? What's the deal? What is the deal? I don't know. I'm not Steve Jobs. All right, well, uh, <laughs> you can also reach out to us in other ways. Uh, you can email the show at super90sbrothers at gmail.com. Uh, you might email us about a, a show topic you want us to do. Or you might email us because you listened to a show and you thought it was especially funny. Or maybe you thought something we said was especially stupid. These are all good reasons to email the show, and we'll, we're likely to read them on air. So yes, we will. If someone emailed us for our next episode or before our next episode, I will read it on air, and I will give a full like you know ten minutes to that email. Will we get give us a little tiny oh, topic? Of okay, ten, ten minutes. No, <laughs> not ten minutes. You're lucky if you get like two minutes, but that's still a lot. This email us, please. <laughs> I, I can hear you like drinking in the background. What are you doing? Are I'm you having, like, is I'm it having, like five five thirty? I'm having the Starbucks. Okay, well it's it's kind of gross. Like the noises that are omitted. What's it sound I like? Never guess Starbucks. You don't. You don't want me to say it'll spoil the rating of the show. Okay, that's what it sounds like. So, yeah, just Every be time? mindful. Um. Um, not every time. Well, it. <laughs> I mean, there's different levels of <laughs> how people want to uh, go down I, that path. So I guess yeah, I, every time, to- every time, good ones, bad ones, slow ones. <laughs> I guess I will stop sucking out of my straw. I'm sorry. Thank you. All right. Uh, you can also uh, like us on Facebook. You can also follow us on Twitter at Super Nineties Bros at Bropo Mode at Adam Pitzler. And uh, yeah. Check us out there. But today, we're done with the self-promotion. We are talking about a very special 90s movie, very special, close to our hearts. What are we talking about today, Brennan? Today, we're talking about one of the best high school 90s movies ever, Clueless. Ow! Yeah, yeah, Clueless. Here's a better quote. You're a virgin who can't drive. <laughs> um, I actually like wrote out like a, all my favorite quotes from the movie, but um, I'm not gonna read them. I'm not, not really good at. I'm not one of them. Um, Re- read one of them. Read one of them. Um, what? Let me see. Let me. Uh, what's the best one? Um, Just oh, pick man. one because it's bad radio for my, you to my read them. My best. My. My favorite quote from the movie is the longest one is when she's like talking about the Haitians. The Haitians need to come to America, but, and like it says, like, but I don't think it says, and what does it say here? It says, and in conclusion, may I please remind you, it does not say RSVP on the Statue of Liberty. Thank you very much. Okay. So I don't know. That's the, that's worst, the, qu- that's the worst quote you could have That's not the best quote. I, I don't remember I, that at it's it's when she's nobody like, remembers that quote. She's it's when she's in debate class and she's like debating and you know like they're oh, talking. Of about, course, you'd pick the debate quote. You debate um, loser kid. Brennan was a loser debate kid. Like own it. I wasn't a loser debate kid. That's not true. Sorry, he was actually really good at debate. He was a winning debate. <laughs> I wasn't a win- I <laughs> he was in debate. I was in the dramatic side of debate, Adam. When you can't make fun of, you cannot. It was like there was debate, there was debate, and then there was um, like dramatic interpretation, which was like two different. You did things. not just try and you did not just try and make debate sound cool by saying it. You were in the dramatic portion. Of well, I'm not trying to make it sound cool. I, I mean, I mean, we all know that drama is not cool, Adam. So, 
I'm just calling. I'm just calling you out for picking the debate quote. Okay, you're right. Um, so yeah, we're doing we're okay, doing okay. We're, do, we're doing the great '90s movie um, from 1995, Clueless, directed by Amy Heckerling, uh, famous uh, for Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I don't think she's much famous Ow. for anything. I don't think she's much famous from for anything other than these two movies. I think she might have done some other um, things. Um, but yeah, we're doing Clueless, and uh, Adam, why don't you give us for those who have never seen Clueless, um, a brief synopsis of what the movie Clueless is about? Because I I know I would butcher that if I try to explain what this movie, the synopsis of this movie. Okay, real quick, she also did Look Who's Talking, Amy Heckerling, which was very popular. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're Um, right. Okay, so Clueless. What is Clueless about? It is about uh, 90s materialism, 90s uh, narcissism, and uh, 90s nonsensical uh, empty-headedness that was pervasive but also endearing if presented with the right attitude. And I think that Clueless is one of the best examples of how all these materialist idiot 90s kids weren't all that bad. They were just like any other generation adapting to the times around them. And I think that's largely what the story's about. These are just normal high school kids, just like any other generation. It's just different now than it was in the 60s, baby boomers. I know it's hard to understand, but it is. It's different now, so people grow up differently and they have different things that they're good at, bad at. Uh, bad habits, what have you. So Clueless is about Cher, and she is um, daughter to a single father, played by Dan Hedaya, who's like this high-priced, you know, kind of corporate lawyer or something like that. And she's just a high school student, and she's trying to find love, more or less. And she's got a couple of, like, ditzy friends. One of them um, is named Dion, who is played by, oh my gosh, Stacy Dash, is that mm-hmm. her name? Yep, Stacy Dash. Yeah, Who's who plays it very well, and uh, that's her best friend. And then they get another friend named Ty, who's played by the late Brittany Murphy, who's kind of like their project friend. She comes in, and she's all, like, uggo, and she wears, like, troll T-shirts, and so they make her, like, pretty. It's like every, like, high school movie where it's like, well, how are you going to make that girl pretty? But it's like she's obviously pretty. She's just in ugly clothes at that moment. Yeah. Um, and then, and, you know, Cher has some dealings with boys. She, like... There's, like, this one douchey guy with a throaty voice named Elton that, like, wants to get with her, but she doesn't like him. She wants him to hook up a tie. And then she goes after this guy who ends up being gay named Christian. And then she settles, like every American, on her stepbrother, Paul Rudd. And that's kind of how the movie ends. <laughs> that, um, that, that's very, uh, that, that's a very loose synopsis, and it explains the movie, I, w- I would say, pretty well. Um, loose yeah. and free, just like me. Just like the 70s. <laughs> Yeah, the movie. Uh, gosh, I, I don't have the I don't have this right in front of me, but it's based off of um, it's based off like a I believe an old like like English novel. It's called Emma. Um, I think Emma has been made into a movie, uh, obviously with like Gwyneth Paltrow. But like it has like loose a loose tie to that plot. Um, but yeah, it's a it's just it. I thought it was actually kind of funny that we were doing Clueless after we just did Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> and, uh, cause it's like, it's pretty much the same, uh, same place. I mean, I, yeah, it's Beverly Hills. It's, um, you know, the same time, like focusing on the same age of like the characters in high school. Um, but this movie, like really like Clueless really just paints, was trying to paint, you know, that California ditzy, like that valley girl like type of you know person and 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 share and uh and Alicia Silverstone like this hit it out of the park with her um with that character it, i mean she plays that character to a t and i think i think at this time like in america like it was like the early 90s or mid 90s i guess 95 and like MTV was just such a huge part of everyone's life and ca- like in california was kind of like the central to to that generation. Like everyone wanted to be from California and this movie just really encapsulated all that MTV generation and how like Beverly Hills and, you know, America was just really, they loved this. This was like what America was all about at this time. It was all about Alicia Silverstone and Clueless. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, it was a really weird year, 1995, when all anyone could talk about was Lisa Silverstone and Clueless. 
<laughs> I think what Brennan's trying to say is that uh, the young, um, the young person culture was really starting to grab hold of uh, pop culture. I think is what you're trying to say. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, absolutely. Like it was just a very. I mean, it, I don't know. It was just like movies were just they were getting to become more fun and uh, like less serious. And I think Clueless really started a trend of like creating a lot of high school movies like that just like it I mean because there wasn't a ton of like high school movies like the that were that great before clueless um, i mean like do you I mean i guess i shouldn't say it was great i mean do you think this is a do you do you like clueless adam like what's your opinion on it yeah i like i like clueless i i think uh it's one of my favorite high school movies to your point like oh. i think it's really funny i think Cher is like really good in it I think, um, you know, at the time when this came out in like 1995, I was like 11 and Cher was like, you know, 16 or 17. So obviously I had a crush on her that actually is predated by this movie, which we'll get to in a little bit. But like, I, I, I can't think of a ton of high school movies that I've been like really big on. Like they've just never really been my thing, like Breakfast Club and Days and Confused and 10 Things I Hate About You and Fast Times. I mean, they're all right. Ferris Bueller's, they're okay, but they're like not for me. Like they aren't movies that like I want to see, you know, more than once or twice. But Clueless is probably like the one exception. Well, actually, no, it's not true. I saw American Pie a handful of times. But I've definitely seen Clueless probably more than any other high school movie like ever. So I guess that tells you, yeah, I guess it's, I've always thought it was pretty funny, pretty clever, pretty well done. It's got a really fun pace. It's really upbeat. And again, I just like had a huge crush on Lisa Silverstone at the time, so you know that was for me. So, Adam, why did, did was there any other reason why you had a crush on Alicia Silverstone? Is it? I know you want to talk about a movie that she was in that was like. Do you want to talk about that later? Or do you want to talk about that now? Yeah, we can <laughs> talk about it now. So, uh, like the uh, in 1993, I think this movie came out called The Crush, which was like Alicia Silverstone's like. Well, I don't know if it was our first film, but when you watch that movie, they go, introducing Alicia Silverstone. Remember how they used to do that in the 90s? Mm -hmm. Intr like, it's really kind of pretentious for, like, the director. I'm introducing this human being to you. Give me all the credit. But anyway, um, The Crush is about, like, this 14 or 15-year-old girl who uh, essentially has this weird crush on this older guy that lives on her parents' property in, like, a mother-in-law unit. And she's, like, psychotic. And she, like, injures people that get close to him. And she, like, she releases all these wasps, like, in on his, like, girlfriend at the time. And she, like, she tampers with this one girl's saddle and makes her fall off a horse. And long story short, she was one crazy bitch. And she was, like, really into Carrie Elwes, who was from Men in Tights. But uh, she was, like, when I, when this movie came out, I was, like, eight or nine. I thought she was so hot. So, and I and I just watched The Crush maybe, like, a month ago. And my wife accurately pointed out that I've always just kind of had a thing for crazy, crazy women. It's just kind of my deal. <laughs> That's funny. I I remember the there crush. have always been the ones I've I've picked. I remember, yeah, tell me about the crush. I remember watching the crush with my dad um, in probably like 1993. Um, like we so like I, I've mentioned multiple times in the show, we would go to like Blockbuster or Hollywood Video or what have you, and we'd go pick out a movie, and we brought back home. We brought the crush home, and I I remember because like 19, 1993, I was like nine years old. So I would have been like, uh, I'm just getting to the age that I'm like getting interested in girls. And like, yes, I had like a humongous crush on on Alicia Stone from from that movie. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I had a crush on her. Uh, and but uh, but she but the movie was so made me so uncomfortable to watch, like in front of my dad. Why? It, Cause you're like, oh. it's like, cause it's like a very like, yeah, it's a very like, it's weird. Yeah. It's a weird, they like kiss at one point. Yeah. It's really like, weird. It, it's a, if you haven't ever like seen it, it. So the story, yeah. Carrie Elwes is like, like, like pushing 40 in it. He's like at least 35, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those. And like him and, and Alicia Silverstone like likes him and he kind of like, in, not encourages it, but he like lets her hang around him the first half of the movie. He's, He's more or less just, like, trying to be nice, and then, like, they, like, go to, like, some, like, lookout point on, like, the, on the ocean, and she, like, 
she like kisses him and he like doesn't stop her right away. And she's like 14 in the movie and she's always like in her bikini around him and stuff. So it is a little awkward. Yeah. Especially now, like I watching it now when she's like 14, I'm like not into it. Like I liked it when I was like 10. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, but that, that was, that's, I mean, and you're, that you're right. That was the first movie, um, Alicia Silverstone had, was ever in. She had one other credit before, uh, the crush. And that was, apparently she had a, she was in one episode of, uh, the wonder years. Um, and so, yeah, she went from, Oh, you know what? I've like seen her. I've like been like, Oh, that's Alicia Silverstone. Like, I don't remember what episode, but I remember like yelling that out jill when i was watching wonder years i love the wonder years when are we gonna do a wonder years podcast i think we tried to do one once and we kind of i think we it might have been one of our lost episodes and it's just one of those shows like i just don't i don't remember that well uh, i mean not, not movies uh tv shows yeah tv shows i don't remember that well and uh but i definitely watched it it's just kind of um yeah it's a good show we should definitely do it i should Wonder Years is in like syndication. Oh, I remember this. I, I mean, you Wonder asked Ye- me to like you. You asked me to like prepare like a uh, six to eight episodes that I think like exemplify Wonder Years and give the list those to as recommendations so that you could kind of catch up, right? Yeah, right. So I feel that's that's a very reasonable request. I think I should accommodate it. I should send you my six to eight favorites. Yeah, you should do that. I, I would definitely watch okay. it, and I definitely watched a lot of it when I was a kid. I just don't. Just one of those shows I don't really remember that well. Um, another thing that I wanted to mention about Alicia Silverstone, like, I don't know if, I mean, I guess the crush must have been, it must have made her, like, Hollywood's next it girl because she she did the crush. And then I remember her being in multiple Aerosmith music videos, like, that were on MTV. Like, she was, like, on, like, Aerosmith, like, she was in crying crazy, and, uh, and crazy. crazy, yeah, crazy. She was in three crazy. different, yeah, and then sorry, yes, and then she went on to to be in Clueless in nineteen ninety five. So she did these, and she just became really, really famous and really, really quickly. Um, yeah, I and, remember being like thirteen and watching that like crazy video with her and Liv Tyler, and like being like th- those kind of girls like just don't exist. I remember thinking that I was like. I'm never going to, like, run into a group of girls that look like that. And, of course, now, keep in mind, I was living in Spokane, Washington at the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> now that I don't live there anymore and I live in the Bay Area, I'm proud to tell you there are groups like groups of women like that that do exist. You do run into them. They're real. And uh, you've run into that, that music. I was just going to you run into girls yeah. that are blonde and brunette that hang out with each other? And they're like tens, yeah, which like never happens in Spokane, but it happens in the Bay Area. It's amazing. It's real. It's a real thing. You see it sometimes. I I I would say I've seen you know at least some eights and nines in Spokane hanging out together. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's uh that's a pretty that's a pretty high <laughs> level, by the way. Like you're you're like top bitch if you're anyway. Let's oh, move God. on. Let's let's move. Let's, yeah, let's move on. So let's let's go over the cast of characters. We've talked about Cher. She's, um, you know, she's a. I'm gonna. I was gonna use a word that to describe her, but I'm not going to use that word. But yeah, she's she's the main character. Use it. She's no, I'm not going to. She's the main character of Do it. of Clueless, and but she's also supported by this this amazing cast of characters. Um, and. So her best friend, um, Dion, Stacy Dash is um amazing and like as you said, she's a really good, you know I'm gonna try like uh she's a very good s- s- like supporting character to 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 share. Um Yeah, she's and, really funny. Her character's really funny and her deliveries are really funny. Um and Dion dates um a another, another amazing character D, uh, murray Dion, murray i was going to call him Dion, and he's played by donald Faison, which donald Faison is obviously famous for scrubs um and the, i feel like those two characters in the movie Dion and murray are just like are such a good like are such good characters that they when they are in a in a scene together like there's there's one scene in particular where Dion and um, Maria are, and, and Cher, they're all driving down 
uh, the freeway. Who's driving? Is it Cher? Is it like she has her? It's it's Cher. Um, yeah, it's Cher. That's funny. Um, my Apple, my Apple Siri thing just turned on because I said the word share too loud, and it thought I said Siri. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever. It started playing share because you have like. That's weird. You have share on like auto autoplay probably. It's so weird. The sometimes, musician. Sometimes you'll say like since I have like this Siri around, you'll just say like an S word, and then all of a sudden, Siri will say something to you like. I'm sorry. I did not. I did not hear that. Um, well, let's just be clear. Like Cher and, or excuse me, Dion and Murray are just like really fun. Like everything. There's nothing too deep about them. They're just really fun and bubbly and surfacey, and they're just there for like comedy and and kind of help to keep it fresh. My wife told me that she always thought Dion was really cool, and she like tried to act like her in high school. Mm. I thought that was funny. Yeah, they they do like she plays a character. Well, they all kind of play characters like like they're older than themselves. Like these high school students are playing much older and like they're much more you know sophisticated. But they're they're still just high school kids. Um, do you want to? Uh, let's talk about Ty. Ty played by you know the late Brittany Murphy. Um, she's a new girl in town, and she I don't really know like what. Like, how did they introduce her in the movie? Do you remember? Yeah, she was like, she like shows up at gym practice or something. Like, they're all standing around, like, uh, returning serves at, like, tennis practice. And she shows up and she's in, like, this kind of, like, ratty jeans and a troll t-shirt and, like, a flannel tied around her waist. And Dion and Cher decide to be good Samaritans and help her achieve, like, social popularity. That's right. They like they like treated her kind of like a charity case, isn't that? I, as I remember, like they wanted to like it was like a project, and it was like something that Cher really prided herself on, on you know, re like redo remaking people. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was masked around this bullshit thing of like helping others, but really it was like <laughs> like really shallow American values, like at its core in nineteen ninety five. We got to take this girl seems perfectly like normal as she is and we got to make her look how we want her to look to maximize her physical beauty like i mean you know i don't have a problem with it but that's that's so 1995 yeah um and then there's obviously brick and brick and Meyer. we don't i don't have his name written down do you remember brick and Meyer's name no in the, movie? the stoner kid the stoner kid yeah yeah uh, yeah i'll, I'll look it, it up it doesn't matter but he, he he's just an they were really what they were trying to do with all these characters. You had like, sorry, you had Donald Faison Murray, who was like playing like kind of like a wannabe Travis, Travis, Travis. Travis right. You had all these different different character uh, characters of like, you had like the wannabe gangster rapper who was like you know wearing his jeans down below his butt, and then you got Breckenmeyer who was like playing like the stoner and skateboarder. Like they were just trying to like basically fit all these characters and like the into like you know these archetypes of like what we thought people were like in california uh well you're right it's like it's like california breakfast club really and then yeah and then you had like elton who played by jeremy sisto who's like he's just a really cool like kind of douchebag but like he his character, <laughs> I don't, I don't, is that a, that's, that's such a, yeah, that's not a thing. A cool douche. That's not, that's true. I know douchebags that are cool. Like I, there's people that are douchey, but they're like, but they're kind of nice, you know? You know what I'm talking about. All right. Yeah, I guess it's still a pretty weird way to describe a character. You know, a really cool douchebag. I don't, I don't, they portrayed him as being cool. Like in the, like the way they introduce him is like, they like, he's just like, yeah, I got to. I got to go to my locker. I don't have my cranberry CD. You know, like he's like, he's not, I don't know. I'm not doing a great job explaining these people, but. Well, first of all, everybody had the cranberry CD at that time. So that doesn't make him nice or cool or hip or anything. Everybody liked the cranberries. Did you like, you like the cranberries? Um, I was a little young. I wouldn't say that I disliked the cranberries. I liked, I liked the songs I heard on the radio from the cranberries. I didn't own any cranberries CDs, but uh, my sister did. Um, anyway, 
<laughs> so uh, going back to Elton, you're right. They portrayed him as kind of like uh, one of the cool guys. But then as you get to know him, you realize he's not really a nice guy. He only wants to date Cher. And God forbid, uh, you know, he not be nice once he realizes she's not interested in him, which is exactly what happened. So, yeah, he uh, he turns out to be not all that nice. But, I don't know, he's fine. He didn't do anything that bad. Well, no, yeah. It was just like, I think that that story in the movie, like, was like, Alicia was trying to hook, uh, was trying to hook, man, I cannot remember anybody's name, Ty, uh, was trying to hook Ty up with Elton, and Elton didn't, wasn't interested, and then he, like, basically comes on to Alicia, uh, on to Cher, like, in a car when they're coming home from a party, like, Cher needs a ride home, and then she gets dropped off in, like, in the middle of the valley, and gets, like, held at gunpoint, and, uh, yeah. No, then, she, like, she jumps out of the car. Oh, she doesn't yeah. get dropped off. Well, like, he comes, but he, like, but he, like, storms away. Like, he just leaves her there. And then, like, you know. Well, he yeah. tried. No, he's like, Cher, get in the car. You're right, Come you're on. right. She's like, no, I'm not getting in the car. And he's like, fine. And he's like, Believe <laughs> me, I've, wa- I've wanted to do that in my past. <laughs> I've wanted to just drive off. But, uh, uh anyway. But then, but then I'm just going to. Go to, and then there's my favorite character in the movie, and one of my favorite, I I would say one of my favorite actors right now is uh, Christian, the gay guy. No, oh, I guess yeah, right. Christian. Anyways, my favorite yeah, character. Yeah, that's your favorite. I know. Yeah. We all know. Yes, we know. Uh, and you know that that actor Justin Walker, who played Christian, is so famous right now. He's so famous that his actor image on IMDb is the is a picture of him from Clueless. That's how famous that character is now. Uh, I, of course, Still, I thought he was in Clueless. What have What have you ever done? I, I've watched Clueless a handful of times. I've done that. Yeah, I so was in a. You, I was so in you've a, indirectly given him money. I've I was in a dog like in a an awkward family pet photo. That's true. Book, a coffee table book. I got paid That's for true. that. Yeah. Um, and on and on the news, as I the, recall, uh, the lo- Nightline news. Nightline. Um, oh, okay. I was on national. I had like a spot on, not me personally, but the, the writers of the book, I was in a, so I was in this coffee table book a long time ago, like probably like 10 years ago. I took a, a weird fam. I took a weird photo with my dog and it, it got into this. Like, it's very weird. It was, yeah. like, it was sort of like breastfeeding almost. It was like, he was breastfeeding his dog sort of. Yeah, I was making fun of like pregnancy photos at the, you know, like people always take these really like serious, like pregnancy photos or baby photos with their like babies. And I, I took one with my dog. I sent it to awkward family photos. They loved it. They were releasing a new book called awkward family pet photos. And they're like, we got to have this and put it in the book. They gave me $150, got in the book. And now I'm, now it's rich know, and famous. I'm rich and famous from it. Obviously. I feel like your your insecurity levels just shot up, and you needed to defend your fame against Justin Walker. Of, yeah, I, uh, of uh, Christian and Clueless. That's so true. But can just I talk like about can, that I, out can there, I talk but... about my favorite actor now? My favorite character in the movie, or not? My so favorite it's not character. Christian. No, it's not. It's Josh, played okay, by yeah, go... played Ow! by the played by the most famous, I would say, uh, actor from this movie, uh, Paul Rudd. So, ow. Introduced, introduced, introduced us to, to the Paul Rudd. And I would argue to say that Paul Rudd looks about as good today as he did in Clueless, if not probably a little younger. Yeah. What's the deal with, what's the deal with that? (laughs) (laughs) I think he just uses really good moisturizer. Like he must like just have a really good, like regimen of like, face lotion it's like he's he's really he like probably does that like probably uses a lot of fpf he's like he's always you know making sure that his skin stays nice and moisturized i would imagine i cannot believe how old paul rudd is yeah he is old he's like he's like 50 he's he's 69 he's, he's 50, 50. Years, he's 50 yeah he does not seem i'm 50 um so yeah uh so Paul Rudd plays he plays Cher's stepbrother um and ex, ex, ex stepbrother ex stepbrother removed and uh 
and he's living at Cher's house because he's home for the summer, I believe. Uh, and he's kind of, well, actually, he's not home for the summer. I don't know why no, he's, he's living there. No, he's like working for her dad as like an intern or something at his law firm. He's like, that, help, he's like helping her dad with some cases. Yeah, that's right. And there's that, I mean, I think the only reason, I mean, why, I mean, this is like Cher's love and love interest in the movie. Kind of, strangely, it, it comes up, the way it happens is really weird. Like, <laughs> there's this entire movie and then she's like she's interested in Christian. Christian turns out to be gay. She's not interested in Elton. She I don't know if there's any other guys that she's like interested in, but like there's this one scene at the very end of the movie where like she's just like, "Oh, I really am in love with Josh." And it's like literally like one of the last scenes and then like she runs to she runs to Josh and they like kiss and the rest is history. No, and, like she, no, it like alludes that they're getting married, but then it like kind of pans out and you realize that like the teachers are getting married. The inconceivable guy and his like girlfriend with big glasses. Um. Yeah, but the whole. I mean, I would say one thing about this movie that I'm I'm realizing talking about it is like there isn't like one overall like theme to the movie like there's like this there's this weird makeover story with you know Brittany Murphy there's this weird you know love like this love triangle thing between Cher and Brittany Murphy there's this weird stuff with like Paul Rudd like there's a little side side story with like Donald Faison and Stacey Dash like there's not really much of like and your and overall story and don't forget movie. your favorite don't forget your favorite character in all his scenes, like laying on the bed watching Spartacus with Cher. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, I mean, the, the, yeah, the love story, the fake love story between them. There, I read a thing. Yeah. Um, there's a. Uh, there's all these like, they they hint at him being gay the entire movie. Obviously, like, but I don't remember. Was it like, was it? Did you know immediately that he was gay when you watched the movie? Or did you? Or... Well, not immediately. Like not when they first showed him, but when the, when the movie starts playing out, and you start watching him, it becomes pretty apparent that he's gay. Like they don't they don't directly come out and say that, but it's like obvious he's gay. He's supposed to be gay. He's not interested in Cher. Right, but but it, it, apparently it is really obvious because when he's uh one of the things I read about like a trivia thing was that one of the books that um. <laughs> One of the books he's reading at the very beginning, like when they introduce a character, he's reading a book that's like about like um, it's like a it's about it's I think it's a it's about like it has it's like a gay story a gay story that's not the appropriate way to say it but you know what I'm trying to say I'm looking for the I'm looking for what I'm trying to say uh, but uh, but they no but they reminds they, me of those do you remember those like big Disney books that's like Disney's big you know? <laughs> <laughs> big adventures is like a big red and there's like my big gay book <laughs> my big gay book yeah, that's there's always like a little mickey mouse like man on man mickey mouse like seeds <laughs> anyway but they allude to him being gay early on and there's a lot pointing towards him being gay and uh anyways and so and yeah he's gay he's gay yeah and so but yeah. it was it was a very uh um, I think it was a very like yeah. That I mean, it was the '90s. People were finally you know starting to come. You know, like I thought that was a good you know thing to add to the movie, having a character like that and having a story like that. It was very progressive for the time. Like, I mean, people obviously still have major issues with that for whatever reason, which is stupid to me. But like, you know, like you know, they tried to do something with it and they made it fun and more you know, kind of interesting. And I thought, I think it's a, you know, a good, I thought it was a good character and a good, and a good story and a little sub story. Yeah. Christian's a good character. It's a, it's a fine sub subplot. Um, uh, so can we talk about the actors, you know, after Clueless? I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned Paul Rudd, but when you kind of look at the lineup of the rest of these guys, you know, really not that great. Breckenmeyer had a few good years, but not nothing lately. And the rest of them all just kind of teetered off. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess, <laughs> I mean, I, Brittany Murphy had a pretty successful career after. Oh, oh after, yeah, that's true. It's, it's hard to, it's easy to forget. It's easy to forget why she stopped. Um, but she was actually very successful. So she was, I would say, I mean, after Paul Rudd, I would say Brittany Murphy has definitely been this, this was probably the second most successful, uh, actor. Um, do you think there's anything to like a clueless curse? Like the, that people all got kind of branded with that character. Absolutely. This was so popular, you know? Yeah. Well, I think it was very difficult for Alicia Silverstone to like really escape that character because like, when you go into like the the if you go into like a top hundred greatest characters from movies of all time, Cher is I I, I imagine it would have to be on that list of greatest you know movie characters of all time, and I would imagine that's this really difficult to escape that. Like, and I don't think she made very good decisions after like like after I think she went for the money. Like, if you look at the movies she did right after Clueless, she did. Um, she did Batman and Robin where she played Batgirl. Um, and, oh yeah, that pile of crap. And so, and I, I think that kind of, I think that movie just kind of killed her because the next movie she was in was an excess baggage with Christopher Walken and it didn't do very well. Um, she was in, and then she was, in I Bla- saw that she was in blast from the past with, uh, Brendan, uh, Brendan Fraser, um, which I think is a really, she was, yeah, she plays the, she plays Eve. I always thought that was Drew. I always thought that was Drew Barrymore. And that movie's lame. Don't I, defend it. I liked it at at the time. It's it's a funny movie. Um, but then yeah, you look at the like the rest like rest of her IMDb page. Like she's not in anything. She's really not. She like did a yeah. She was in a yeah TV show called Brace Face from two thousand one to two thousand three. Um, yeah, there's just nothing here, um, that, like... Nothing, nothing good. Yeah, and so, so, yeah, um, there, who else, I mean, Donald, I would say Donald Faison has had a, he had a pretty good career going into Scrubs, but, like, yeah, he hasn't done much in terms, yeah, I, I do think these, these characters, especially the, like, if you think of Paul Rudd in the movie, he's... Paul Rudd's kind of forgettable in the movie. Like, he's not really a, like, he just kind of plays himself. And so, but yeah, they I think they kind of all got probably just put in these roles and, like, you can't really escape them. I don't know. Yeah, I think there's something to that. Um, they all got kind of branded a little bit. Um, um, so, so, anyway, what are some of your favorite scenes or is there, what else would you like to talk about before we wrap this up? uh favorite scenes uh there's not really anything that like sticks out to me i like i think i mentioned earlier like when they're on the when they're driving on the freeway scene and they have to get pulled over like it's kind of a funny scene like um there's not really anything that like sticks out to me like i'm i'm a sucker for like montage types of scenes i think the very opening to the movie is really really good like it really sets up a a scene for what you're about to experience. Like, cause it's like kind of a montage of like Cher going about her daily life and like kind of explaining who Cher is and like what, like where she lives and what, and like, you know, I think that sets up the movie. Yeah, really they, well. they use like Cher's like a narrator in this movie, which is something I'm just now realizing. I, I love, I think, I think clever narration is so funny. I think it it lets the audience in on a new layer of humor that isn't there when a character can talk directly to you. It's definitely not always appropriate, and it's definitely not always done very well. But in this movie, Cher's narration was actually really good, and I thought it really contributed to a lot of the comedy. She narrates the scene Brennan was just talking about where she's getting ready in the morning, and the computer is like going through all her like possible fashion choices for the day. And she introduces you to her friends and her dad and her life and all that. And it's very quick. It's very efficient narration because you don't, you don't have to play out dumb conversations to get the audience what you want them to hear. You just say it. So, and then you also get to hear all her funny little quips. Like every time she starts to talk about something even slightly serious, she goes in some odd pop culture direction and you realize how, you know, you know, titularly clueless she is. How? <laughs> oh, use titular correct. Yeah, I guess. Um, 
yeah that i i would i would say that's yeah that's a good point uh yeah, it's just the mighty mighty boss tones were in this yeah. movie. We sh- we can talk about that. They uh they came in randomly at some weird party that um Josh's friends were throwing that her and Ty went to. Ty, what do you think about Ty? Really, do you think she was like? What, do you think she was like, you know, desirable? Um, like after the makeover. I don't. I never kind of. I never thought. I mean, I thought Brittany Mur Mur. Uh, sorry. I thought Brittany Murphy later in life like was very attractive. I never was very attracted to her in Clueless. She's just kind of, she's kind of like you like. Well, you said, being she, next, being next to Alicia Silverstone in her prime makes you seem ugly, right? Like um, it makes you seem uglier than you are. Like she had a hard time standing out in that movie. Yeah, and they made her like a redhead, I believe, and in oh, so yeah, and it was all curly. Yeah, so she had like yeah, dyed, and it was like dyed red hair, and she was also. I, I would, I think Brittany Murphy is Italian, and so she, her skin tone was like much darker. She just, her features were just very like, it was very weird. <laughs> like her character is just kind of a weird character. But yeah, I mentioned the inconceivable. I mentioned the inconceivable guy earlier. He plays like, what is, is that like the debate professor? Yeah, uh, Miss. Yeah, Mister Hall. Um, the guy, the guy from. Uh... Princess Bride. The guy, his his Wall- his actor name is Wallace Shawn. Yeah, but I don't know anybody that knows that. So <laughs> it's the inconceivable guy from Princess Bride, and his stuff is really funny. And the stuff with Cher and her friends setting him up with the other like little old lady teacher is actually kind of sweet. Yeah, he's uh he's a, yeah him and the, and the that little storyline where uh, Cher setting them up together to kind of like to form a love connection was was cute and like he was yeah he's a really i mean wallace sean's a pretty famous actor voice actor in particular like he he did t-rex in uh toy story and all the toy stories um he's been in a lot of other voices in a lot of other movies um and uh but yeah he's a really he was a good he's a he's a good character actor like he's in a lot of he's in a lot of things and whenever you see him you you know, like, oh, it's that guy from Princess Bride, or it's that guy from Clueless, or so, yeah. Uh, and then, but I also want to say Dan, Dan Hedaya, who is, plays Cher's dad in this movie, is is, ama- is really good, and his character is like, they don't really, they don't really, he doesn't, he doesn't really have, he has a couple scenes, but anytime he's in a scene, he's he's amazing in it. Um, and I, and I didn't realize this, but like Dan Hedaya has just been in like so many, this, he's been in so many good Dan movies. H- Dan Hedaya, Dan Hedaya might be the best, the most well-accomplished actor in this movie. Like he is in everything good. Like he is, he, and he's been doing it forever. Like yeah. he was the old mean bad guy in like Commando in 1984. Yeah. Like that was, he was in the Adams family. Like he was, he was in rookie of the year. Clueless, you know, the usual suspects. He's been in like everything. This this dude is just in everything. He's great. Ransom, yeah. uh Daylight, First Wives Club. Anyway, Mulholland Drive. He's just in everything. Yeah, he's he's yeah, he's in a lot of a lot of things. He was in he was in Blood Simple, um in nineteen eighty four. Um, Blood Simple so Blood Simple's so good. If you guys have out there haven't seen Blood Simple, it's like the first Coen Brothers movie and it's kind of an indie, like a student film sort of, but it's really good. I I'm gonna make a terrible admission. I have never seen um Blood Simple. That's, Why would you just bring it up then? Well I it, it was like, one oh, of his in Blood Simple. It's in one of his it's in it's Blood like Simple could have been terrible for all you know. You could have been spitting on his rep. It, it shows like, oh, he's in Blood Simple. It shows four of his top movies he's in, and Blood Simple is one of them. And even though I'm not like I don't know what Blood, I've never seen Blood Simple or what it's about. I know that it's the Coen Brothers' like first movie. <laughs> I, um, I'm not... It's good. It's sort of it's sort of about like a simple affair and revenge plot. There's like a Dan Hedaya's wife is having an affair with some guy. And mm. so Dan Hedaya, like, with the help of, like, a crooked town sheriff, like, set out to kill this guy. And the guy has to defend himself. And there's, like, no one to help him because it's, like, the cops that are after him. 
in like this little small town and like, you know, I mean, it's the Coen brothers. So it's probably like Nevada, Arizona, or New Mexico or some shit, but that's, I mean, that's more or less the, the plot. It's good. It's really good. Um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll check it out. I, I, I just had a question. Dan, come to my, I just had a question come to my mind thinking about, you know, some of our favorite blondes from uh, the nineties. Who do you pick? Do you pick Alicia Silverstone or do you pick Christina Applegate? Oh, great question. What year is it? What year are you asking me this? What it, year are they in? 1993. Christina Applegate has... In 1993. Yeah. In 1993, I picked Christina Applegate. Okay. In 1996 or 97, I probably picked Lisa Silverstone. Who are you picking now? You mean like now, like in their prime? Like now, like in in their yeah in their in their oh, fifth, or like I their, get them now yeah oh oh I guess I I guess I go Christina Applegate because she had the way better career and uh, she's she's super funny like she's a really funny actress and Lisa Silverstone's never really shown other than Clueless that she can handle you know being the lead of a comedy so I think comedy Clueless was just really well written as opposed to her being this you know comedic genius whereas Christina Applegate is so flippin' funny so. Yeah, I'll go with her. I, I would agree. Um, so yeah, I mean, Clueless is yeah, it's just one of those movies that if you haven't, I would recommend any person if you want to learn about what the '90s. If you want to learn about like kind of the trends of the '90s, if you want to learn if you want to yeah. learn about your history in America, forget the textbooks, forget the internet, just watch Clueless. That's exactly what it was like. This is I like would, Brennan last week on last week's episode saying that like he thought high school was like it is a Beverly Hills 90210. Like it's so fake. This isn't how the nineties were like. It was just like what we were entertained by. I would you I'm know just, I mean this uh, I'm not saying that this was high, what high school was like. I'm saying this is what was what was on trend in the nineties. Like if you're a millennial that was born like in two thousand and you haven't, you know, went back and watched much nineties movies then Clues is, I would say, would be a top 10 movie if you want to learn about the 90s or, like, learn about what was going on in the 90s. Uh, like, what are more, other... More, cultural, more culturally significant into the 90s, Polly Shore or Alicia Silverstone? Gosh, that's a... Isn't that a I, good one? That's really good. Email, email the show. <laughs> if you have the best answer to that question, we'll give you something. Um, like a shout-out or... Yeah, something. Brennan will serenade you. Uh, Brennan loves show tunes, so he made write a show tune about you. <laughs> I would say that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Clueless was such a. I mean, I can't think of a of good comparison of like because Paulie Shore just played the same character in his movies. Like there wasn't anything like. I know, but he had like five or six of them. Lee Silverstone yeah. had, like, one movie where she's it. Like, you can't even really count The Crush. That's a Carrie Elwes movie. But you can count, like, I guess you can count The Crush. If you want to count The Crush, fine. But that's still only really two movies that you carried in the 90s. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably go with Pauly Shore just because he was such a, he was, he was an MTV but, mainstay, too. Yeah, he was a microcosm of what the 90s was like. And he was everywhere. And, like, he was, like, everywhere. Like, he, like, he made a ton of money in the in the 90s from making these really terrible movies. And he literally fell off the face of the earth. Like, there isn't, he has not done anything since then. Like, I mean, at least, at least. Y- y'all still, can, y'all. Yeah. You all can catch up on Pauly Shore on our son-in-law podcast, which we posted a few months back. Yeah, uh, but yeah, there's. We could. I mean, I'm thinking of other '90s movies that we've talked like that are significantly like impacted the '90s. Like Miss Doubtfire was probably one of those, and we'll probably do that someday. Um, you know, The Big Lebowski obviously is like a talking about the Coen Brothers is a big like can shows like kind of what the a good 90s movie um yeah i mean there's a there's a lot of good but i would say coolest is definitely like a top 10 one um like movies like movies about the 90s i'm like um yeah yeah i agree dumb and dumber you know on there 
maybe like Home Alone on there. There's something about Mary, Tommy Boy. Um, the 90s was a great time for comedies, and Clueless was right in line with all of that. Yeah, I mean, Pulp Fiction was 90s, and I mean, it, I don't know if it... It, it's a. I mean, it, Pulp Fiction is an amazing movie, um, but it's. I don't know. We how, should do Tommy Boy. Don't you think? Do, Tommy Boy would be good. Dumb and Dumber would be good. Um, my brother can yeah. like can quote Dumb and Dumber. Like he can. He you literally could watch Dumb and Dumber with him. And he could just say every line in the movie. Um, Which brother? Jordan. Yeah, Happy Gilmore. I don't know. It's a good Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's a there's some good '90s movies. I would say. Clueless is, if I was like, if Lincoln Ivy came to me tomorrow and they're like, Dad, I want to watch a movie from the 90s, I'd be like, you're watching Clueless. You really, you would make your four-year-olds watch Clueless? Well, you know what? I Yes. And you know what? I've made them watch The Mighty Ducks and Link asks for that movie, you know, every once in a while now. He's like, I want to watch The Mighty Ducks. And I'm like, I'm, you know, I feel pretty proud as a dad that my... my I thought you said that they weren't impressed by it. Well, they've gotten more impressed by it. I've I've made you know I've made them watch. They like Mighty Ducks two more, so um, because Mighty Ducks two is a little bit more. It's like Disney. This has this way of making movies where like they're immediately engaging the children. Like they just know how to get a kid interested in it. And like Mighty Ducks two really did that well. Like where it just like draws you in and like gives you all the characters really quickly. Has some action in, like little action. In. There's no like big build up. You can like, it's like it's just like candy. Um, and so yeah, like I bet I could show them Clueless, and I bet they would like they would watch it, and then they'd probably want to watch it again. I'll, I'll I'll probably do that. I'll do that tonight. I'll find I'll find uh, Clueless on uh you know on somewhere streaming, and uh, I will uh, play it for them and see what they think. You know, there's actually a lot of good 90s comedies we haven't covered. Wedding Singer, Adam's Family, Nutty Professor, Liar Liar. There's like a ton of these. Yeah, there are a lot of good movies. Rush, that... Rush, Rushmore, Galaxy Quest. Um, these are all good. Kingpin. Oh my gosh. American Pie. Kingpin was like my favorite movie. I, yeah. I, I had that on VHS. I remember, and I would watch it probably, I'd probably watch that movie 20, I'd probably watch that I had it. I probably watched it thirty times in a year before. I love that movie so much. That movie is so good. Kingpin, Kingpin's really good. Ace Ventura, also on the list. Austin Powers, which I don't like anymore, but still, these are a lot of really successful, popular comedies. Think of the complete void of comedies that come out these days. After and after I read this lineup to you, doesn't it just make you sick? Look at all these amazing comedies that used to come out, like Clockwork, like like five to six of them a year, these amazing A-list comedies. And now nothing. You get nothing. You get like one Kevin Hart piece of shit and one Melissa McCarthy piece of shit, and that's it. Why did they stop making these movies? Like American Pie? Like, why did they stop making these movies? They just like, did they run out of ideas? Or I don't want just Why Why did they no, stop it's making these? No, it's because it's nothing's funny anymore. Everyone hates everything. Everyone is offended by everything. Mm-hmm. You, how do you be funny anymore? It's awful, and no one's no one's even wants to laugh anymore. <laughs> Where did all the laughter go, Brennan? <laughs> uh, so anyway. yeah, man, we really went on a tangent there, but that yeah, I would nineties. All right, so um, yeah, the Clueless was culturally significant at the time. Is our point? That's our uh, in in summary. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know, at the end of your life, it would go. To, please summarize your point. That you'd go to summarize. <laughs> in, in, in conclusion, in conclusion, that was my line in my in my five paragraph essay. In conclusion, please write a conclusion. You'd start with in conclusion. In conclusion, let me let me summarize yeah. for you. Um, and then Clueless I was was culturally significant at and, the time. And then I would just write a sentence about each of my paragraphs, and I would say thank you and have a nice day. I didn't really say that. The five paragraph format is so lame and tired and boring. I I'm glad kid, it's not that. Prevalent. I wonder if kids still do that now. Do kids still take the wassail in Washington State? <laughs> I don't. I I think so, but I don't think it. I don't think you needed to to graduate high school. <laughs> so okay. all right. Well, anyway, so that's our clueless episode, and uh, stay tuned for more episodes that'll be coming up in the upcoming weeks. We're gonna do more comedies, more video games. 
uh, more TV shows. And uh, yeah, you can follow us at um, on Twitter at Super 90s Bros, at, Brennan, at Bropo Mode, and at Adam Pitzler. You can like us on Facebook at Super 90s Bros, or you can email the show at Super90sBrothers at gmail.com. Is there any other thing I should mention or we should plug, Brennan? Review us. That would be great. Ow. And, yeah, um, give us those I star, those five-star iTunes reviews. That's what we want. That'd be amazing. So thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, see you next week. All right. All right. For Brennan Pointer, I am Adam J. Pistler. This has been another clueless episode of Super 90s Brothers, Alicia Silverstone style. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Please uh, email us, talk to us, like us, share us. You know the deal. Bye. Peace.